0: <laughs> Hello everybody, this is the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys, I'm Vern Value.
1: And I'm Val Hughes, get it.
0: Uh, we're two veteran Wall Street analysts uh, who've been doing this far longer than we'd care to admit Much to. Much longer than uh, Anyone except our mothers, God bless them, uh, who uh, um, come to you every week to uh, talk about uh, Value Line stock picks that week. and. Uh, Try to uh, give you some good um, some good new stock ideas. Some um, good, some, some discussion about stocks. And some insight, let's insight. put it that way. Insight that we're trying, we're trying we're going to for offer that. with the perspective of the, of the street. Um, if you want to learn more about us, please visit our website where you can find archived past shows as well. Did you mention the secret identities? www.thevalueguys.com. No, I didn't mention well, that we've that's important secret yeah. identities.
1: We are not using our actual identities. My name
0: is not really... Vern value. Oh, it's merely an identity of I, I've assumed to protect the. That's innocent. what
1: I'd assumed is that to protect
0: have, the innocent. <laughs> Since I've known
1: you a long time, <laughs> I assumed as
0: well that <laughs> wasn't you. Uh, anyway. Actually, we happen to have very unusual names. We happen to meet each other somewhere. We yeah. thought, boy, we ought to do something together. Yeah, absolutely. Vern Val, what do you? I mean, anyway, okay. Uh, okay. yeah. Entertainment's the idea. Uh, execution is um, variable, of course. Um, but uh, that's the point. We're here for entertainment purposes.
1: We are real stock pickers, though. We're trying to get these stock picks right. We're and we work at, at it a little bit, a
0: but, tiny uh, bit. But we may own some of the stocks that we talk about, and we may have other interests in how they perform. And uh, you're responsible for any action that you might take. I own most of these that we our, talk about. Our dialogue about these stocks. So, um, But like my partner, Val, says, you are getting our best effort. Uh, a little later, I'm going to take a look at the telecom equipment industry. Telecommunications equipment industry, uh, Val First is going to spend uh, with some names like Cisco and Nokia, but Val's first going oh, to uh, cover. I think you're going to cover the rest of the on oh, the waterfront. The entire the waterfront issue. This is the uh, June 30 issue of the Value Line Investment Survey that we're looking at. Um, I'll turn it over now to my. Partner in prognostication. You, know, you want this? Yeah, I need to look at this. Uh, as well. Val, Hugh.
1: Yeah, I like the materials. Thank you very much, Vern. You got it. <laughs> well, this week there's a lot of interesting stuff in uh, in the Value Line Investment Survey, including electric utilities. Uh, you know what have? You, there's right? little
0: stars everywhere. It's I like a little know. constellation. I don't know. Or something.
1: I wanted. The, I was just going down, and on page 733 is a little company called Quest. Which uh, we talked about, I think, right at the beginning of the year. It's the old U.S. West, so it's one of the original Bell companies, and they, you know, wandered from their roots a little bit, got involved in some of the uh, supposed expensive high-tech efforts that didn't pan out, you know, five, ten years ago, and they're trying to claw their way back to profitability. They've pared down some of their more uh, wild offerings, and they're focusing on their core telecom, cable, wireless, etc. Uh, It's trading at, uh, you know, about four times cash flow and about ten times free cash flow. So I think there's still a little bit in this one. Value line just turned to a one uh, seven days ago, Uh, but it's up about 40%. And we think, I think there's, you know, another couple of bucks in this. So if you bought it on our earlier discussion, I'd lighten up a little bit. If you don't own it, I think it's got to move to ten. That's Quest on page uh, 733 now in the same section I uh, took a note at Verizon Uh, there's a lot going on in telecom not only do you have a hundred years of consistent growth in units of demand which believe me I studied and can send you the spreadsheet if you want to send me an email Uh, even in the worst recessions growth goes to simply zero it doesn't go down now pricing is another issue and we've had some cycles here where everyone rushed to build a lot of capacity and so marginal cost uh, once the capacity was in place went to zero and that killed pricing for a long time and so Uh, And then in addition to that, the FCC required these companies to basically offer their networks to startups, uh, you know, at at no profit. Yeah, and so, geez, I mean, that's why these charts for 10 years or six years look
0: terrible. Now, Verizon... So you're telling me capacity has been getting soaked up?
1: Yeah, capacity is getting soaked up, Uh, the FCC recently, uh, you know, finally rethought the issue uh, with the, you know, I I think they added a capitalist actually to the FCC which was, you know, a good thing because this is an important industry and uh, and so now these uh, firms own their own networks again and can employ them as other firms can with the assets they buy with their own money. So, that was encouraging and it's leading to a little bit of additional uh, spending. It's also leading to some consolidation, which is a little bit of a problem for some of the equipment sellers. But the service providers... Hey, are, that's my area. Well, okay. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the thing about Verizon is there's some great old Bell companies in here from years gone by, gone yonder, including Bell Atlantic, which, if you recall, uh, you know... What's that, so special about Bell well, Atlantic? Well, Bell Atlantic was uh, made up of a new, new England tele- telephone and New York telephone, and they created 9X, and then that got bought up with a GTE, another old firm that basically provided telephone service to Connecticut, and did it very well for, you know, 50 years or something until uh, the Justice Department and the Supreme Court weighed in in the 80s and broke these companies up, just so 30 years later they could, you know, then on their own get back <laughs> together again. So that's what's happening. We could have saved a lot of time, but we're kind of getting back to Verizon is now a little mini, you know, old. AT&T, competition is lessening, their pricing power is growing. Their returns on capital are rising. Uh, well, not really. I'm sorry, but they're sta- they're stable around 10%. Oops. Yeah, I'm just looking here. Uh, and their return on equity is is in the you know mid to upper teens. But uh, demand is pretty stable. The roll off in home lines that was happening for a while is somewhat stabilized. They do own a big chunk of the uh, wireless network known as Verizon. They own half of that, and then uh, I forget who owns the other half, but someone does. Trust me and anyway it's trading at uh 75 of the market multiple you get a 5 percent yield uh this thing was among the best bells and the next couple comparisons are going to be strong earnings wise at least better uh value line showing here low single digit growth for revenue earnings i just think that's too low um, i believe they'll do better than that it's a cheap stock that's got a pretty comfortable cash flow uh, What's the yield forecast? It's nearly five percent. They're getting into cable now, video, you know, all that. They're going to compete with the cable guys. They've got some expending to do, but basically, these guys have a brand. People trust them, and that's going to lead to them earning a decent return on a growing uh, unit uh, demand, uh, you know, area. So not anyway, me.
0: not me. I don't trust them.
1: You don't trust Verizon mean, with a name like Verizon. Well, Where that names, name come the from? Name, well, that's huh? a good question. Somebody made a lot of they didn't money like to come their up own with own
0: name. Well enough,
1: they had to know. go get a new I name. I know. Well, look, uh, Bell South, and then they sold half of it to somebody else. I, mean, I understand kind of all those cons- things. Well, we're getting back to some of the classic names.
0: Not trustworthy. That's what I
1: AT&T, say. AT and T. That name is back out in the marketplace. Maybe Verizon will get a clue. I mean, Quest. Come on, Johnny Quest. Quest? I mean, they should be. You know, it should be uh, Bell West or. Something. They'll, I think they'll get back to the classic names before Somebody long. Somebody will bring back the bell. It, it name. is silly. Verizon is a silly name, but I think maybe if they change the name, the stock will go up. Who knows?
0: Anyway, um, I uh, want to get through. Why don't this not they pick a nice name, you know, like a boy's name, like David or Thomas or. Uh, no, Vern. Come or on, how about. Man? Uh, Let's help the people pick a stock here. I want to get on with it. Now, Andrew,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. It's a long week. You know, this Bernanke, it's like uh, he, he's trying to figure this out. It's like you. You, your daughter. You meet the boyfriend. He, you're not quite sure. You have this awkward relationship, and finally, there's that moment where he says the right thing, and you like him. I mean, that's kind of what happened this week.
0: And I don't know about you, but I think so the exciting. Federal Reserve has shown a remarkable lack of imagination in their monetary policy. I mean, look, rates are going up, and, and
1: then guess what? Years. They're not going to go up so much. Why can't we just say that? This is, you know, Why it's can't not, we all just get along? It's not Shakespeare. I know. Okay, Andrew Corp. A N D W. Uh, ValueLine doesn't even rate this. I own it. Sadly, if you look at the chart, I bought it a few points ago. These guys are one of the largest providers of equipment that go on cell phone towers to help quality and capacity of wireless communication, which is growing in volume every day. And with new applications like wireless iPods, which are just who knows how far ahead, or there's already other devices that do that. I thought they were being acquired. Andrew, well, that's the story. This company called ADC announced an acquisition stock all-stock and based on the closing price the day before this is a couple of weeks ago based on the closing price the day before excuse me everyone I'm eating a chocolate but based on the closing price the day before I'm at home going look at that it looks like a 30% premium to the closing price that looks like a good deal well on the opening the next day Uh, the acquiring company proceeded to go down ADC about 40 percent and suddenly the stock is below the price. Andrew is below the price it was prior to the offering and uh, and, and the the curious thing here is that the combined market value of both companies together is 30 percent below what it was before the announcement of the, the acquisition. So I'm pretty sure that these companies aren't worth 30% less by joining up. That just wouldn't make any sense unless one has a terminal disease that they're going to give to the other company. I I don't know. There seem to be a lot of people that disagree with you on this one. Well, I just can't understand it. I don't understand it. So I'm a buyer of Andrew right now. If you get these ADC shares, what you get is, um, you know, Andrew's wireless provider. ADC does Wireline, which doesn't grow quite as fast. You throw Andrew in, you get synergies in the sales force. Andrew's been killed by rising copper prices. They've Shave 50 cents a share out of their earnings over the last two years with copper prices to triple. That's going to unwind. So there's some kind of value here, and uh, I own it. I'm recommending it. Andrew. Okay, moving along. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at a little stock called Black Box, ticker BBOX. I'm just looking here. Here we go. Um, it's on page 752. These guys are a leading provider. Of technical network services and related products to businesses. What do you think of that? <laughs> oh. Isn't that amazing? Isn't okay. no idea. Um they offer over ninety thousand products through the black box catalog. These guys it's basically kind of box it's me. the 911 for any problem you have with your your network, your technology, your computers. Uh they're branded within the industry. They show up immediately, they fix your problem. And with the big increase in capacity during Y2K, Um, you know, brand new networks prevailed, you know, everywhere, which were, it was too much capacity. This is the Institutional Geek Squad? Yeah, exactly. It's not that, I don't think it's that, it's not that brand. No, not that brand. No, but but all this capacity came on, it was all brand new, and then those things, you know, things didn't break. And so these guys, if you look the last couple years, their margins have been under pressure, uh, revenues have been under pressure, They've managed to make acquisitions that, with the stock going down, started out accretive and then turned out dilutive because uh, their stock price ended up going down. Uh, The returns on capital have been dropping a bit. They're now in the, you know, close to 10% value line is forecasting. This is now, though, I I think the bad news is out. I think what's happening is networks are filling up. Capacity utilization is rising. And so you're going to have things breaking more. You're going to have less excess capacity to cover up you know problems and shortfalls and meantime you have rising demand for data storage and you know networking capacity every day it's how people are getting productivity that means lower tolerance for downtime exactly so downtime is getting more expensive incremental revenues for these guys lead to uh, you know eighty percent incremental EBIT for these guys because all they have to pay at that point is uh, uh, a commission I believe on the sale because most of the labor is already already there sitting around waiting for something to do they've had their own capacity utilization problem so uh, they're getting filled up a little bit they have the best service in the business if you look at the surveys so they're having uh, some strong comps coming up earnings wise are trading at nearly a fifteen percent discount to the S&P 500 twenty percent debt to cap so black box value line has it rated four. Um, it's also trading at about nine times cash flow per share. So um, this one, I think, is and get this 485 cash flow per share projected for 07, cap X per share, 25 cents. So that's 460 a share in free cash flow, best of class in the industry, growing unit demand under uh, nine times uh, cash flow. All right, I have one more here. Um, they get into this area today on. Uh, uh, healthcare providers, and I just wanted to quickly revisit something. Um, That's not what they call it. Well, what do they call it? Yeah. What do you do with that? Here we go. Pharmacy services industry. Pharmacy so, services. So you know, it's this is in an alphabetical order. But I'm going to jump out of order here. Express Scripts, on page seven seven four, ESRX. We've talked about that. This is one of my favorite companies. I've owned it in the past. I've sold it. Uh, I sold this, uh, you know,
0: basically on the show here. Yeah, owned this when nobody heard of it,
1: too. I'd owned it for 10 years, and I sold it recently. I sold Mm. it just before it peaked, actually. I missed the last little bit of it. The stock's coming down now, and um, people might be tempted here to take a look. I'd say, you know, just wait a little bit. Value Line has this rated 3. I think they've got it right. And uh, great company, but I think we're going to do a little better on that. And that would also go for Medco health solutions mhs this pbm industry which is very vital uh, to getting the right medicines to the right people at a good That's price pharmacy and good cost benefits management yeah exactly uh, very critical as we have right you know aging population etc but um, there's these stocks are trading too high right now they're going to come back finally in the same category uh, we're looking at a couple of drugstores. Yeah, right. Walgreens. I which, think it used to be called drugstore industry. Well, it certainly, you know, for those could be. long-term value. You know what happened readers. is this. I think the drugstore industry used to have you know twenty twenty-five like, wow, companies, yeah, and this absolutely. consolidation has chewed that all up. And and one of the leading consolidators has been this CVS. They're like the last man standing. i
0: CVS, Longs, Rite Aid, and Walgreens.
1: Yeah, that's it. But Walgreens never made any acquisitions. And uh, who else do you have there? Long. Oh, Rite Aid. And Rite Aid. Rite Aid made some acquisitions. They got into some trouble. But I want to talk a little about CVS. CVS has grown in part by acquisition, whereas Walgreens swore off acquisitions after Rennebaum's acquisition back in the 70s and it didn't go well and they swore off of it and they grow internally. CVS has been open to, you know, a little bit of acquisition growth, a little bit of new store growth. They have, uh, over time here, acquired their way to s- uh, similar economies of scale as Walgreens. In fact, they're within striking distance of Walgreens sales and with an acquisition that's been announced for Save-On Drugs, Osco Drugs from Albertsons, uh, that'll put them a- ahead of Walgreens in size. So there'll be no more economies for Walgreens in terms of uh, quantities. They're approaching Walgreens in terms of return on capital. So. Yeah, Walgreens is an outstanding operator. They're at the edge of the envelope. It looks like CVS has got that edge of the envelope in their sights, and they're approaching it. Uh, they're at a 14% premium to the S&P multiple. Walgreens is 45. So all I'm saying here is uh, CVS is worth a look here. They're, you know, I'd like it a little cheaper, but it's 10 times cash flow. Um, now they give a little bit of that back in, in CapEx, which uh, on this particular value line they're not showing, but... You know, they're opening stores, and that costs something, and they're doing acquisitions. So it uh, be good to see those numbers here. But in any case, uh, it looks like the cheaper alternative, with a little bit more to go in terms of improving ROI, which drives stocks. So I'm a buyer of CVS. Well, what about I, Walgreens? Walgreens, I'm not a buyer. Uh,
0: did you see, I, I mean, did you realize it's right here on the uh, front page, the table of contents page, that Walgreens just made their first acquisition in You're kidding in me. Did I
1: overlook that? Let's see that. Uh. Walgreens has just bought Happy Harry's. Well, gosh, you know they're desperate if they buy a company. That's what it
0: says. What do they flip to see what we think of this strategic shift?
1: Strategic shift. Well, for one thing, Walgreens has $50 billion in sales. So uh, it's just like moving the Titanic in the Hudson River. I mean, they can shift to their strategy all they want.
0: They're going <laughs> to they re- need to... We have replaced <laughs> yeah. the coasters on the deck chair. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, whatever. That's good for okay. them. I'm sure it's going it I couldn't believe you were saying this about Walmart. Yeah, you well, know,
1: as CBS we say, check our business website. Business. We may overlook some important fact that's staring us in the face, <laughs> and there's a perfect example of that. My last stock um, today yeah, is uh, Regis. Uh, Value line this week gets into this uh, consumer uh, care area, and uh, Regis... RGS rated five. This is, you know, this is one of the largest hair uh, styling companies in America, and I think increasingly internationally, they have uh, stores at the high end. They bought the Vidal Sassoon chain a few years ago. They have the store in your mall, including uh, some names like, uh, well, they do own Supercuts, but most about a third of the mall-based uh, salons are Regis. Uh, they uh, they they have also a, a big presence in Walmart. So they have the low end. They've got this thing you know surrounded, and now they're in the process of trying to buy product based manufacturers to move the product, the hair care product, which is really where the margins are. Excuse me, through the same channel. The stock's been beat up recently because they made a you know pretty aggressive uh, a- acquisition effort. Have we, have we talked about this stock. We before? have. I like it. That's all I'm saying. And I have owned this. I don't own it now. But Regis made a, a bid for Sally Beauty Company, which is owned by Alberto Alberto Culver. They want to run that product through these salons, and you know that's a very profitable thing to do. Uh, but uh, they wanted to pay a little bit too much for it, so they have backed away. And the street first didn't like the deal, then they didn't like that they backed away. So the stock has been really left for debt. Uh, the balance sheet is worse than it traditionally is. But this company has a history of buying stock, throwing off cash, and uh, driving ROI, which has been interrupted recently due to some acquisitions, I'd say strategic. Because now they 've got high middle low in terms of penetration of the hair care market they also bought hair club for men, so they want to cut your hair or if you have no hair they want <laughs> they, wanna yeah, they hair, want to give you some hair so that
0: then they can sell you some products they want to do whatever
1: they can if you if you or anyone you know has hair has heard of hair they want to be involved and so uh, it's, uh, it's it's less than ten times cash flow here it's actually about eight times. And uh, very stable business. This was one of Peter Lynch's old favorite companies, you know, 20 years ago uh, when it was, you know, at everybody one or something like that. Yeah. yeah, everybody needs a haircut. You know, it's going to be a good defensive name to own at some point in a region. So uh, that's it for me this week. This has been Val Hughes, and uh, we're going to take a beverage break right now, as we do every week. Beverage break. I want to thank you for listening. That's now, I'd like to, I'd like to turn the uh, podium over to my colleague,
0: Vern. Value. Who's gonna talk
1: about something? Thank you, Val. Thank you, yeah. Val, thank yeah.
0: you, Val, thank you. Yeah, I telecom equipment is what I'm gonna talk about. And uh my adventure in seeking value in such a well capitalized sector. I mean, for God's sakes, Cisco has a hundred and twenty billion market cap, makes Nokia at eighty look like a piker, as they used to say. Yeah. In any event, little um, Nokia. Starting, you know, one rated stock here, never heard of the thing, Comscope. I mean, let's let's face it. We can't know everything about everything. So I know there are very little be some about things anything. I know nothing about. One of those is telecom equipment. Yeah. But um, what the hell? It's a we show. we apply some yeah, common sense absolutely. here. This is a uh, 1.7 billion market cap designer and manufacturer of cable, fiber, and fiber cable. So I think they make fiber, and then cable, and, and then, then they, they marry make some up other stuff. Out of ways. those two things. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of mix them up. They probably have different recipes. Maybe I can get like ten percent fiber, ninety percent cable. Maybe I'm at ninety percent cable. You know, I don't have good reception. Say you need more fiber.
1: That's what my doctor's telling me. (laughs) So,
0: um, it sounds to me like a manufacturing company. I look at the the history and uh, sales were nine hundred and fifty million in two thousand and then they were five hundred and seventy three million three years later actually 600 two years later so um, a cyclical manufacturing company i'd say uh... let's see what kind of valuation probably selling for what maybe like fifteen times earnings or something like that no i'm sorry twenty two uh... with no yield uh... the stock twenty nine recently is within about ten percent of a six-year high 12 times free cash flow they just had a good quarter Um, material costs remain volatile I don't know if they've got this in their numbers adequately and I don't know how this company might have hedged themselves in copper markets remember cable but uh, in the second quarter particularly which of course hasn't been reported by anybody yet copper prices went through the roof and uh, if you uh, if you weren't hedged through that you might be looking at hedges rolling off and having to you know, simply be in the spot market at these kind of price levels. This this stock could be a problem, I think. So, I don't like their one. How about Cisco? Name we've all heard Cisco, of. Cisco. Yeah, it's a two. What is this? Routers, switches, servers, software well, they to built manage the internet. So you got to uh, give yeah. them credit. For uh, you know, and and and. Yeah, they're they're the technological leader. People come along occasionally with. In small elements of the system that uh, outperform those that Cisco has. And Cisco usually watches them prove it out and then buys them. I think I was
1: on the uh, luncheon for the road show uh, when they uh, went, went public. And I believe, now write in if you know different, but I think this used to be small letters. And then at some point <laughs> they said, you know what, we're a big company. We're going to have big, big letters. letters now. Yeah. listen. To they it, came
0: out, it was You know, Value Line th- has the stock split history. Uh, March 93 March 94 February 96 December 97 September 98 June 99 March 2000 has been one since then I guess but uh, hmm. that was, is uh, that where that uh, That was one heck of a that ride stock yeah, well, chart you, know, you see the chart. Starts to here. go yeah. down yeah. Um, this is 22 times earnings I've got 18 times cash flow uh, maybe 18 times free cash flow it's a 30% premium in the market um, the stock it um, hasn't been above 22 in a couple years. It's 20 right now. Um, return on capital is great. I'm just not, you know, what am I missing? What, why is this going to take off? Uh, their operating expenses are up across the board because they're investing in new product. They just made a big acquisition, Scientific Atlanta. Um, they think they can take some cost out of it. I, maybe. I, well, I'm sure they can. Well, you know, can, Cisco
1: uh, bought a Linksys. Cisco's bringing wireless networks to people's homes. Scientific Atlanta sells cable boxes, set-top boxes. Yeah. So Cisco, what they're really doing, I don't know, I actually don't know if you like it or you don't like it, but one 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 angle on Cisco is they are in the mix to try to be involved as your you know, living room kind of becomes your media room and your computer. You know, it's it's uh, everything's gonna get together on the set top box. Wireless is Linksys, set top box is Scientific Atlanta, Cisco is
0: carrying everything. You know, it's a it's a big deal. Every it's a battleground. Battleground. And I'm not, I, it, and I don't like it because I don't want to pay a thirty percent premium to the market. And well, that's kind of a cash flow multiple. They're kind of
1: at the edge of the envelope on our return on capital.
0: Uh, you know they're at they're at their peak numbers and now twenty four percent in so two thousand seven. Uh, they're going to they're gonna have to. Value group. line says that that's going to go to forty percent. It's hard to imagine. Well, that's that's making a decision on who's going to come out of the winning end of this battleground. You're well, it also about. suggests that there's not competitors that Look, can copy uh, systems. Got, the company has eighteen <clears throat> billion dollars of cash on their balance sheet. They have more cash than several competitors yeah. rolled together in market cash. The
1: only monopoly is Microsoft. And, uh, you know, these guys are, are trading at a, at a higher multiple it, than Microsoft.
0: This is a very important manufacturing company with very rich valuation. As, uh, it, uh, it deserves, and if I could have bought it at a discount to this, great. Yeah. But uh, we're about value here. Um, so then uh, I decide I'll start trolling among some things I've never heard of before. What How the about heck? Sycamore Networks? I love the name. I like trees. Sycamores, a tree. Yeah, it's uh, it is a company yeah. of some size. It has a billion market cap, anyway. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: The first thing, the reason I picked this out of some of the others is I have a four dollar stock price, down from an all time high of just shy of two hundred dollars. Okay, so. Shortly after it came public <laughs> in two thousand, uh, the stock, however, is not. The Maybe they've survived. They haven't seen seven. Since 2001, the very next year, there's a lot of content in that statement. Think about that, listeners. But anyway, um, I see $891 million of cash on the balance sheet at the end of April, and with 280 million shares outstanding, even allowing for maybe I need some extra cash for some reason, looks to me I got two or three bucks of excess cash. So suddenly my $4 really? stock is two. All right, but at $2, I mean, what? Book values three and a half. But they, they
1: don't earn anything.
0: They the develop book. and market software-based intelligent optical networking products that help network service providers deploy, manage, and optimize. It's a lot me. of stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand if it, it, is it is it software or software-based. Uh, I guess optical networking products. I mean, I'm not quite clear on what the product is. But it's uh, obviously important in managing fiber optics, bandwidth, and high-speed data, all things that are growing. They're apparently growing pretty rapidly on the top line. You know,
1: this kind of thing, you'd have to just go to Edgar and read the 10K just to get... Because that they, they probably do, you know, 20 complicated
0: things. Well, here's the thing. I Is there government it, work in here? I'm thinking it looks really great. So I'm reading what the text says, and it explains to me that They've, uh, they're struggling to grow a little bit because they only have four customers. 90, <laughs> 90% of their revenue Uh-oh. from four. So they've made an acquisition. They paid $92 million for something called Eastern Research. I'm thinking that's yeah. great. More scale. How big is the company? Well, it doesn't say here in the text. Well, maybe the revenue multiple of Sycamore Networks would give me an idea. It's a whole What's new strategy the revenue? because
1: then there's Southern Network,
0: <laughs> Western Network, Northern Network. it could go on and oh, on. No, it would be Elm and Oak and the <laughs> Maple. Southeastern Network. In Canada, it would be the Maple Network. So, sales of this company are less than a hundred million dollars. What's the market cap? A billion. Ooh. Ten times <laughs> revenue. So they're they important acquisition at ninety million cost might have 9 million in revenue! So they just save their IPO cash and they just don't know what What to do do with it, but they're hoarding it for some. Management owns 36 percent of the company um, and uh, since they came public in 99 uh, there appear to be some questions being asked by the SEC about certain uh, practices with option grants which value line uh, attributes a 17% decline in the stock to? But I don't know if that's right well, or wrong. Well, just looking at
1: that chart, I think your options—you uh, know, not that many of them would have really worked
0: out. For you. <laughs> <laughs> there's that
1: window there where really? you could have had an option. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I, you know, it'd be worth some work maybe to find out if there's really a product here. That's interesting. Um, but um, there probably is. Awfully risky. Let's see. Oh, yeah, you got where, where's this headquarters? Sycamore. I uh Chelmsford Chelms oh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, the uh what huh. are they going to call the technology quarter out there? Yeah, not Silicon Valley, but uh Silicon Alley? Alley, is that I what it don't was? Know. Yeah. What a joke. <laughs> Sycamore Networks, you know, one of the I'm sure pillars of the forest. Uh I don't know. Chopped down to size a bit. I, I'm sorry. don't mean to pick on them. I'm we sure don't know them. People. They're probably
1: very nice. I've never looked at the we company. We get a little edgy. We don't today. mean anything by it, really.
0: Tell Labs. Now, here's one at least I've heard of. Six and a half billion market cap, no debt. So they rated it two as well. But this one's uh, just like Sycamore at a 50% premium to the market. So is Tell Labs. This is a value. The it's value three, three times sales, 18 times cash flow. This was a value guy favorite a few years ago. Uh, really? They make equipment, voice and data equipment. Uh, they service it as well. They're, kind of, uh, they're buying this back This a stock. story stock. I, I don't know what the story was. Well, I'll tell you what the story was. The story was at one time they had revenue of $3.3 billion. It went under a billion three years later. And since then, it's more than doubled. Hmm. So I think that's it. So it's a highly cyclical equipment manufacturer whose sales have recovered significantly off the bottom already and the stock which you could have bought I don't know looks like four is recently 14 as high as 17 I just don't see the value here now here's something that I thought might work okay and uh, you you help me with this because this might. Foundry Networks. Foundry Networks, a billion and a half market cap Um, company went public in uh, 99 so it's been around for quite a while Similar, however, oh. story. It's a ten-dollar stock today. Was over two hundred in two thousand. Uh, but the stock has seen thirty-four dollars in the last three years. It peaked right at the end of O three, beginning O four. I'm not sure exactly why. Uh, revenue had turned around at that point. They have a nice margin. This company's cash on balance sheet has been rising. They had 443 million end of 04, 572, 613 most recently. Um, cash flow per share is strictly positive throughout this entire well, period. Well, and they have a lot
1: of shares. So when you do 70 cents in cash flow and you have 150 million shares, that starts to yeah, 100
0: million in be a
1: lot. So
0: I figure I got over $3 in excess cash. My ten and a half dollars stock goes to seven. This company makes uh, gigabit gigabit Ethernet switches, internet routers, and server load balancing and transparent caching switches. But then it says they have manufacturing partners are Celestica and Sammina. So that means they actually are designing and own intellectual property. And they're subcontracting the manufacturing.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't speculate on that personally.
0: Uh, well, that's what it looks it's like to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, traditionally, in O two, three, four, five, PE, pretty consistently high twenties, thirties range. Currently under 15 percent premium to the market, but only eleven to twelve times free cash flow because their capital spending requirements are nil. So their cash flow really is free. It's only one and a half times book value at the ten and a half. But if I take off my, well, I guess I can't take the excess cash and not take it off book value. But nevertheless, looks cheap there as well. The earnings comparisons and revenue comparisons are all positive historically and going forward. According to Value Line, they had a rough start to the year. They missed a quarter by two cents. Apparently, in twelve instead of fourteen, I guess. Um, is this a software company? Nothing changed in the company in Value Lines assessment going forward. They think some government spending is going to come back. They've got a bunch of new products coming out this year featuring better security. They apparently have a play on VOIP. Um, I thought this one looked pretty interesting. Stocks down 40% off a high earlier this year on this earnings disappointment. So, um, probably the single best. Uh, potential idea out of this whole group uh, because it looks relatively stable. There's no debt. Um, so it's, well, it's whatever they're doing like there's out. a lot
1: of intellectual property not a lot of capex relative to cash flow Yeah, you know, they clearly have some and, uh, they've got a better mousetrap idea. From time to time at least they have a shot at coming up with something better it appears.
0: Officers and directors own an eighth of that company. <laughs> All right, lastly I'm just going to revisit a comparison we looked at previously Nokia against Ericsson and at the time we looked at them I think Ericsson was higher than it is now and Nokia was lower and we uh, we clearly like Nokia a lot better. We thought Nokia looked cheap. Want to revisit Nokia at this point? See if we like it. it. It's it's off 15% from a high established a month or two ago. Uh, discount to the market does have a decent yield. Value line says two. I'm looking at 13 times cash flow, 15 free. Largest manufacturer of cell phones in the world. They're spinning their network equipment business, which is 20% of the company. Only 17% earnings, I guess into a JV with Siemens. It's going to make return on capital look a lot better. Um, you know, this will go to an equity line. It'll take all the assets off the balance sheet. Uh,
1: well, all I know about uh, Nokia is that it's it's become a fashion business. And they had a bad time a few years ago when the Motorola was kicking their ass. And then they came back strong. But then you know, they weren't known for the flip. Phone and it went back and the razor and all that, but I understand they've been spending their R&D time on the little device, just the the device we all want that you carry around it's like your blackberry except that it's a little bigger so you can surf the net in some meaningful way and, and they've got see it and see it and it's it's got the functionality of your little you know veil or what have you but it's you know it's 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 half a pound and it's got a you know fifteen hour battery life and it can go on the you know the 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 you know the the network whether it's wireless or wan or lan or what have you and they've been working on something so maybe if it comes their way this stock from this price
0: has well, some upside well that's, that's going to have to be a, it's going have to be a big hit because be. they've got yeah. 50 billion in annual revenue today well you so. know yeah
1: i mean but uh, no, you know, the I, rest of the world
0: uses more cell phones than
1: we do i no, believe
0: I, I think you're right i think they're uh, they've recovered nicely in the in the cell phone market um, I, I'm not all that attracted to it here. Ericsson, similar valuation, lower yield, stocks down 20%. Uh, there's some good news in it as well, uh, despite the pullback with the market here recently. I, I don't, I, Foundry Networks, folks, little one and a half billion market cap ideas, the only real value I see in the space here. Nokia, longer term holder, okay, I, I, I'd go along with that. In any event, this has been uh, Vern Value, and we'd like to thank you for uh, joining us on this week's Value Line Observer. Any last comments? Uh, yeah,
1: and this is Val. Uh, my favorite ideas this week, I think we're really Black Box Verizon, uh, and Verizon, uh, and, you know, I think those will work out. So I that's all I have. needs
0: a new name. That's what I think. Well, that's just upside, so yeah. thanks,
1: everybody. Au revoir.